Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Good day, spectacular podcast family. It is such a privilege and an honor to be with you again. I hope that your here and now is tremendous, sending you huge, big hugs through the airwaves. We have another amazing episode for you today. My favorite guest, Native American elder David Lone Bear Senapas. He is back, and I have been with him in Maine all summer, studying with him, watching his teachings, seeing some of the science and technologies. Um, it's truly been an extraordinary summer and he's opened up a little bit more to doing broadcasts he you know we did the first podcast about a a year ago a little over a year ago and he's opened up a little bit more to share more so I'm super excited about that so this one we talk about the untold history and preparing for alien first contact I kid you not Um, in the Native American stories and if you look at indigenous cultures around the world they all speak of the sky people and the star people when we went to Sedona Clifford Mahuti and David Lombear, and we had these private conversations. We did have a public talk, but in private conversations, their histories were so close. One was from the Zuni, and one was from the Mi'kmaq. Um, d- different kind of flavor, but exact same idea. So it's really um, ancient knowledge, and both of them have histories that go uh, 20,000 years oral and unbroken. So this is really uh, first time we're starting to get some of these um, this information, this sacred knowledge. So um, this is an amazing episode. We talk about the ancient copper scrolls that were dated uh, over 10,000 years by the Smithsonian, um, but they're actually over 20. Their technology, I guess, can only do about 10,000 years. We talk about the ancients um, preparing for first contact, the Dogon tribe, communicating with beings, the white bear story, and all of David's stories are vibrational stories, so um, he hasn't shared this one, I think, in a long time. Um, How to have peace on earth, advanced technologies. So this is an amazing episode. If you like it, do the most important thing, and this is what I. One of the things that I learned with David all summer is three acts of kindness and not telling one is a mathematical formula. Um, and this is the best thing that you can do to upgrade your consciousness, upgrade your DNA, because it is spirituality in action. It's all great to meditate, and it's all great to do, you know, chakra alignments and and everything else. But you know, you got to have uh, the rubber meet the pavement. You got to do something, and that's where spiritual mastery comes in. If you look at Mother Teresa and all these amazing figures, they did something. So it's very important that you do something. So to support this podcast, the best thing that you can do is three acts of kindness or at least one today. Get somebody's name. Um, when you're going through the drive-thru, you're, you're doing a transaction, you're at the store, let somebody in the traffic, pick up a piece of trash, listen to somebody. All of those count. Um, the other thing you can do is please share these podcasts with David far and wide. He is starting to share some stuff. It is, And I've seen incredible conversations with uh, disclosure people, with scientists, with everything in between and uh, his knowledge. He was taught by over 600 elders on the side of a mountain for 26 years and I was like are you kidding me he's like no um so I came to check it out and he was taught chemistry science physics 
um, mathematics, um, stuff that, you know, the Western culture does not get. And with this science, he put balloons into space. Look at Project Bright Star. And we're going to put another balloon in space in September, and we need your help. Um, so please... Um, if you like his message, if you like what he's putting out there, he's doing all of this basically, you know, dumpster diving for parts from computers, taking like the silver and gold. He builds everything from scratch. It's, it's really amazing stuff. Um, if you all want to support the podcast, also please leave a review in iTunes because your review inspires someone else to listen. So if you are getting value, please take an action and leave a review at the very least. If you want to go a step further, supporting me on Patreon is super helpful. Even if you toss a buck in the bucket, um, that really does help to contribute to you know move this thing forward. Um, so if you go to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair, also sign up for the email list at mattbelair.com and you can go forward slash lucid dreaming to get a free lucid dreaming audio and ebook um, check out zen athlete if you haven't it's a guide to self-mastery read it gift it forward gift it to somebody else because really um, this is about kids but if you apply that to entrepreneurship uh, business music sport you will be a step ahead of everyone else because these are all the best uh, mental training tactics uh, peak performance and spirituality it's in there um, but it's disguised as sports so you'll you'll recognize it when you read it is really the best tools for self-mastery so go check that out um, i think that's it i want to thank my sponsor who i say is david lone bear Senepass, um of my own free will because it's my podcast um but he he definitely needs help we want to put a balloon into space we're going to look at a crowdfunding so even like an administrative assistant a web person a video person all those things um you know really help an angel investor we have some extraordinary stuff that once we get a, a little bit of momentum we're going to bring and people are going to be like holy crap like yes it's going to be awesome so i've seen some of these things um but we need a little bit of time we need a little bit of help because he's working his butt off, but um, we need a little bit of resources. So that's it. Um, also, um, what else? I think that's it. Yeah, I uh, just want to thank you for listening to the podcast. I have tons of love and appreciation for you. Oh, yeah, Patreon, my friend, Mercy Barber. She hooked me up. Thank you, Mercy. Uh, we met in Austin. Uh, beautiful, wonderful, amazing person. So thank you so much for contributing, for supporting my work. I really do appreciate you, and I appreciate every single person who's taken an action to talk about the podcast, to share it, to even listen. Thank you. Um, but if you do that extra step, you're sharing the vibe with someone else, and it's greatly appreciated. Um, so that's it. I'm going to stop yammering before we get in this let's come to a state of peace and coherence and be open-minded because you need to be open-minded for this one so wherever you are in the world stop and take in a deep breath in through your nose hold that breath and just let it out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day taking in another deep breath in through your nose and I want you to imagine all the possibilities of the world. I want you to imagine just being on this earth and then seeing the earth from the moon and seeing the moon uh, from the galaxy and just seeing the Milky Way. And then just think about all of the space and the life. Now I want you to think about history, you know, 1,000 years old, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000. Um, now think about the future and just let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. Take in one more deep breath in through your nose as you just think about the amazing possibilities all of the cultures on the planet, everything that's possible, um, ancient history, deep space, everything that's possible. And just, just open up to these possibilities, feeling excited, curious, ready. So thank you so much. I think we are ready to get into this incredible episode with Native American elder David Lone Bear Senapas.
Hello everybody, thank you for joining us again. I am with David Lombert Senapas, who is a native elder of the Mi'kmaq people. Uh, we're here today, he's gonna share some more stuff. So um, David, so great to be with you again. Thanks for doing this. Well, thank you for uh, being on your podcast. Uh, that's great, it was a beautiful day out there today. I had a chance to get out and uh, go, um, ride around a little bit. And of course, uh, you can tell that we have a dog, so here. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, today's gonna be a good day. I've got some information to share with you. I'm gonna be in Sedona in a, a couple of weeks. I don't wanna, wanna make sure um, to get that information out to people what I'd be talking about and and um, maybe some questions along the way, so. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, we have an event planned. It's gonna be August 4th. Yeah. Uh, in Sedona, Cottonwood, we're looking at the final location, but it's going to be with you, and it's going to be with an elder of the Zuni, Clifford Mahuti, uh, who is also a very interesting person. He was also on the podcast and shared some amazing knowledge, and it's similar because you have both an oral teaching. Um, both, of, both of the teachings go back over 20,000 years, and it's unbroken, and so it's really fascinating stuff. So maybe you can start with what... Uh, you're going to be talking about or what you hope to be talking about there. Okay, well, I've been getting a lot of questions online and uh, through other information sources. That um, I, I, I think that um, being in Sedona, some of the questions are, of course, going to be common about aliens and UFOs, which I will answer. But a lot of it is going to go back to our history and our encounters with um, I would say other beings and and how that um, relates to our life now and you know because right now if you look at the internet it's filled with aliens and all the travelers and stuff like that. there's nothing wrong with that but it's like our story is a little bit different our story begins more than twenty thousand years ago um, it goes back to the Etchemin, the red paint people and beyond that uh, Viking. Uh, Vikings and your uh, other uh, beings that was there. It even goes further back than Atlantis. Atlantis is um, it's, it's a more of a folklore story. It's only been mentioned a couple of times in your history, and we've added to that the Atlanteans and all the different people. So, um, and I will try to shed a little bit of light on that subject and where we come from, from Atlantis and where how Atlantis played. It. We didn't call it Atlantis. Uh, a lot of people put the similarities together on Atlantis because that's the going thing right now. People are talking about different things. Uh, Forty to fifty years ago, we didn't talk about this. Uh, we we didn't even dare to talk about it because our, our history and our lives changed over the over the period of fifty years. Uh, right now, that because everything is so um, um, readable available that we are uh, we should go online and just. Type in Atlantis and get thousands of stories about Atlantis or UFOs, things like that. But um, I'm, I'm, what I'm going to be trying to talk about is um, what that encounter looks like in an actual form to, say, Native people. Or uh, was we friends with the other visitors, you know? Because we look online, it's like, a, all right, you know, somebody in a gray suit and somebody in a Native suit. So, but what you do, they uh, lived among us and we accepted it. Isn't that how our world is right now? We have different minorities in different places. So a thousand years right now, from now, what would that story be? You know, How did we get along with each other? And I'm going to try to shed a little bit of light on that and um, some of the, about the copper scrolls and where that information is translated through. 
all the Copper Scrolls have not been translated yet because of history. Uh, a lot of events haven't been played through, um, uh, so the language is not known yet. The star people that are in, uh, in our society are sleeping, and we're waiting for the awakening. And that's kind of what my mission is, is to go out and to find the awakening uh, star people. And I, I know people write to me, I think I'm a star person, and, and I'm not saying they're, they're not, but there's a, more of a procedure how to find that out uh, correctly. Um, if you're not a star person, that's fine too. There's, there's, it's just like, um, um, it's not a privilege, I guess, to be a star person. It's just that they have some of the knowledge that we need to go on to the next part of our history. Uh, right now, we don't have that, and that's very important. That's why I've been doing this for the last 40 some odd years. Uh, I've been traveling through all through, through the country, different gatherings, powwows, different places, looking for the, the awakening. So just the last five years, uh, the awakening has been happening. And the very, everybody's still slumbering, trying to get up from their sleep, but, they're, but, but there's something is going on. The world is changing. Uh, this is a prophecy of the year of the fire. Uh, and um, that means more than it does. It might mean fire, but there's other things that's going on in the universe, too. So that's part of the other else I'm talking about. That we talk about prophecy, and when we talk about prophecy, uh, scares the heck out of us. It scares the heck out of me. Some of the prophecies that I, I read in different books, you know, that's scary stuff. You know, why does prophecy have to be bad? Why can't prophecy says that we'll get along? Uh, well, actually, have peace on this earth. Uh, how come prophecies can't do that? How come we have to go through tribulation and all the other different things just to find peace? We can have peace now if we really think about it. You know, the last, uh, say, the last 25 years, the cell phone has changed. I remember my first cell phone I had back in 81, 82, it was in my car. Now we have a cell phone in my pocket. So time is changing. And that information that's coming out is changing too. It's like, what is the information? Is it about the higher consciousness? I don't think anybody has that quite yet. Because if we did, we, at least that person will suggest or give us a way to stop uh, killing each other. Because in order to get a higher consciousness, that you know, you actually got to like your neighbor. And most of us don't even want to drive with them. You know, I noticed that this morning. I, I made a wrong turn, somebody beeped at me. You know, and, and it's like that. It's like, okay, are we truly looking for that information? Are we truly looking for a higher consciousness, or is this a big game? And sometimes I look on the internet and people selling different things and all the different things. How come we just can't get together? We talk about the higher vibration. You know, sitting together, uh, eating together, uh, dancing together, that's a high vibration. Uh, we don't need gadgets to do that most of the time, but some of it is that's part of being at peace, is knowing your neighbor, uh, knowing who's around you, getting along with the people on this earth. If we were being watched from another world, I wouldn't want to come here, you know, uh, because we're killing each other. Uh, we're killing each other over religion. We keep uh, somebody speaks a different language. So we talk about how, how can we don't have solution for that? You know, we have all these other solutions for higher vibration. Why don't we have solution for that? Now in Sedona, I will be speaking exactly what we can do about that. And but 
people don't like the answer most of the time, I notice. When I go up to speak, or I'm speaking in a, in a big venue or something like that, it, I sound good, and it sounds good, but when I leave, that's when I see, see if it took effect. You know, it's okay. Is it, are we really looking for high kind or are we looking for entertainment? Um, the reason why I don't play my flute a lot in public is because people expect to see a Native American playing a flute uh, with feathers and everything, and they, they think I'm peaceful and gentle and one with the earth. I'm the complete opposite. The, the, my flute is a prayer, or that when I play my flute, it is a vibration for me, not for the whole world. It's my way to prayer, how to pray. So our expectations, uh, what the news is and what the news is today, going to be a whole different thing. I suggest if you guys really want to look at a different viewpoint of, of this, come and listen to me speak. You know, if you don't like it, bring tomatoes, throw tomatoes, at least I can use the food. <laughs> so. Oh, well, okay. So, you know, it's interesting because I've been doing the research for a long time and say going down the rabbit holes, you know, and I look at what's out there and I've been communicating with you about what I'm seeing out there. If you look at Gaia TV, you've got the secret space program. If you go to Sedona, it's going to be every third person is an Arcturian or a Pleiadian or from here and there. Um, so there's a lot of stuff out there. And what I've noticed in speaking with you is you get me to do my research and you try to find the origins of where that came from. And what I think is really fascinating about speaking with you and going deeper with you and also now Clifford Mahuti is that y your origins are the oldest origins um, that I've come across, that I'm aware of, that 20,000 years is so much further than our history. So some of the stuff that I was believing or thinking, you know, you've kind of helped uh, me see it from a different perspective. And, you know, we're talking a little bit today about the higher consciousness. I think that a lot of us out there, we're in this reality and it's challenging. And we're and some of us are like, well, there must be life out there. If you do a little bit of research and you know how many planets and galaxies out there, there must be life. So if that's the case, we open up to that idea, but we're not really uh, solidified on what that could be and what the truth is. And so if we're seeking this higher consciousness and this understanding and maybe communicating with other life forms or things like that, there are things that distract us here. And we were talking a little bit about that today. Maybe you can share some words on some of the things that might be limiting us in some ways to move towards a higher consciousness, even if that exists, because I think you put it in a very grounded way. Yeah, uh, we have a lot of distractions out there. I noticed that today, that my distractions with driving is to be able to keep my car on the right side of the road. People don't realize that's a mistake. Uh, when you drive, you, you, you are 95% wrong every time you drive. And what that means is that you don't realize you're correcting for mistakes because your subconscious is when you're driving, you're making these little corrections and going on, but you don't notice it anymore. And that 5% you're right that you stay alive on the road. Most, most of us do that. That 5% hopefully minus the 5%. I'm not the greatest driver in the world. But it's like that distraction out there that we're being distracted 95% of the time out there and we don't know it. And what, what that is is... Um, uh, is that how we relate, how we dress, how we talk, how we put the look, what we put the wear, you know, 
people don't realize that's a distraction. But it's in our subconscious now that I'm going to dress a certain way and people are going to think of me as a certain way. But that's our mind. That's, that's part of the community where we are. Um, what we drink, uh, what we smoke, what we um, eat, uh, where we go to eat, um, what we have to eat every day with our breakfast, lunch and supper, maybe a snack there. That's distracting. Do you realize that's close to 95% of the distraction? And we get on the media and then we go on the media, the news, uh, our president, the, all the different things that's going on. That's a distraction and that shifts our mind to a different level. And that means that, okay... You know, let's build the, a wall. Yeah, that's that's great, but why can't we think of other things? You know, we want to meet aliens and ETs over the. How about just meet our people in another country? Uh, how about meet our neighbors? How about meet that, that person uh, that's the serving you, uh, you your uh, breakfast or dinner? Uh, how about that person on the street that's asking for a dollar? How do we know they weren't sent here from another world to see how we are? In, in our in our spiritual self, you know, if I looked at this world from from another world, I wouldn't want to come here because I'd be afraid of you guys. You guys are into self destruction. You guys into murder. You guys into killing each other by the groves. I mean, that, that's and we're looking. And some of us is really looking for. Okay, are they here? And I'm saying they are here. They're here among us, walking among us right now. They've been doing it the last eighty three years. We want to know if they make contact. If we can shift our way of thinking just a little bit. You know, if you ever came to any of my, uh, uh, where I speak in somewhere like that, I tell the whole audience, and then it's just a dollar. I just said, just take a dollar. And when you leave this convention center, give it away. There's people outside the store, but people don't do that. It's like, I'd rather go give it to alien them. Believe that. Nothing wrong with believe that. But if we are going to make that higher conscious, we're going to have to make it with each other. We're going to make it the person on the street. We're going to make it with your sister and brother. Oh, the person that got you mad at one time. Write him a letter. And that's what the higher conscious is about, is to relieve the spiritual self inside of here and to see people that you have a light inside of you. That, that I can see your light, you can see mine. I will not harm you, you will not harm me. That's, that's very hard to do in this day and age because, you know, I'm out there amongst your cities and people and things like that, and I see more hatred, more things out there, and people say, oh, you just want to see that. No, it's visible. It's very visible. When I see a man on the street, encouraged not to put a sign in front of him and say they want money, and maybe for drugs or alcohol, but I don't know that, is to give it away. You know, if it rules you, if, the, if your possession rules you, there's no way to have a spiritual sight or freedom. And, you know, we're being distracted with all that, even with the media, you know. In order to get the word out, um, 50 years ago, what I'd done is, is um, looked where there was conventions, where there were powwows and gatherings, and I went there and spoke. I didn't change any of my words. I didn't do anything to... To, to, the only thing I change is this, is how, how I'm getting the message out. I'm using your machinery to get the message out. And hopefully that people are hearing us right at this very moment. But that's hard to do. We're looking for to, to uh, ex expand the consciousness of the spiritual sight. There's a difference. Remember, that's not a higher consciousness. It expands the consciousness of the spiritual sight. We need 7 million people looking in one direction. Not believing in one direction. 
not, not all doing a ceremony, just looking one direction. Look at the Vega star. You know, that's one direction. You can, have your, you can have your viewpoint, you can have the way you believe, you can have the way you, you dress. It's just being in one place, looking one direction. Not something. That's it, you know. If, um, and when they do contact, not, not, they will make contact, I, I know that. Uh, when they do make contact, would we be really ready for the message? And then, what, what is that message, you know? Um, do you fly a spaceship? <laughs> you know, all these, do you fly, uh, are you in the Star Trek Enterprise? Or uh, do you know Time Warp? Uh, uh, what, what is your culture like? But what you do, this um, race doesn't have eyes or ears. Uh, how about do they uh, uh, communicate in a different way? Not, not telepathically, but in a different way. Because all of our elements that we use is that hopefully gonna, they're going to make contact through air. We're in air right now. What you do, they don't breathe air. Uh, what you do, they don't shake hands. What you do, they don't use the bathroom. What if they don't eat. Um, what you do, their head's not on their shoulders, you know. We, and how are we going to communicate? In all our books and literatures, we have made up what E.T. looks like. Head on the shoulder, big eyes, little hands, you know. A lot of that is um, uh, done through commu um, community. Somebody sees something, somebody sees something, somebody sees That's how we do art, you know, we, we interpret it. Um, that if you go back in the 20s and you look like what E.T. looks like, E.T. didn't look like that now. They looked like some, some from Star Trek or something. So people have really good imaginations, but I'm not saying they not look like that. But we should be ready in, in our questions because it may not be that question that they're looking for, you know. We want to know what they're all about. Say, oh, where are you from? Are you from Alpha Centauri? They might be somewhere beyond that. Remember, these are all visible things we can see. We talk about Alpha Centauri and all this, and you know, there's a hundred trillion other star systems out there that we have never named they could be from. They could be a higher consciousness that we don't even exist. And then we, we can't even understand dolphins and dogs, let alone ourselves. Now, how are we going to understand something that traveled billions of miles to get here? So, that's that's some of the distractions that we are um, looking at today. Is like, okay, what is the question? Because I'm, I'm a mathematician, so I work on problems of numbers. And all the problems of numbers is that you add, really what I'm doing is addition and multiplying. <laughs> that's what a mathematician does. And he has some cute ways of doing it, but that's kind of what I'm doing. It's like, okay, I'm uh, trying to find a prime number in a subdivide or, or in a and the sub-numbers sub of zero, 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 you know, is it there? I'm, I'm sure it's there, but our, our number systems are very limited to some of the problems that we have today. So. Oh, well, you know, the first thing that it makes me think about is I heard this story, I don't know if it's the Dogon tribe, but there's this old uh, story uh, in Africa, and, and something like this, these beings come down and then they make a thing of water and they're actually water beings. I've heard that before and this is from another um, indigenous culture in Africa, one of the oldest stories. I think it's the Dogon, do you know? Dogon, yeah. 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 Um, so that's interesting and then uh, Clifford was kind of saying similar lines of how the communication was and what I think is interesting is that um, the premise of like getting together in community, um, that's something that, you know, culturally that you would do a lot and that, you know, ideally we, we can get together um, in a safe environment. You're not afraid of your the person beside you. You get their name, and so you have a group of people that starts with one and two, 
10, 20, and 100, and then 1,000, and then millions of people that can gather in a space and feel safe and tolerate each other, although you may believe differently. And if there was something that was going to come or want to communicate in a way, then we would need to be able to tolerate something that we, we didn't understand. Um, so I think that that's important, just the simple premise of being able to get along. And if you look at these stories, um, there are other stories out there similar to this. And how would you communicate with a dog? How would you communicate with a dolphin or something that you, you don't understand? So um, I think that's it's really important, just the, the basic, simple fact of getting along. And if you look at what's out there right now, it can be challenging because you go down the rabbit hole and, and when you look at so like a space visitor, or alien or ET, most of it is Hollywood, you got reptilians are going to get you. Um, most of it is this fear based and I've had people reach out to me and just, you know, will say all these different things, but watch out for that person, watch out for that person. Well, I figure if they were going to come and do something like that and have that technology to fly through the stars, they probably have the technology to, you know do whatever else they would they they want. So, you know, I don't I don't think the fear-based approach is the most useful approach. Um so that's just me kind of building a bridge and I guess I'll put it back to you. Is there anything else that you'd like to share about um the event in Sedona and just what you want to get um out there to kind of like cut through what you call like the rhetoric because it can be confusing where I think that people they want the shiny pendant but they don't want to do the simple action of an act of kindness or getting a person's name. And that's what I feel like a lot of your message hearing you speak is dependence are great. Technology is great. You know, if you want to be from this star system and that's what you identify with, that's great. But what's even more important is getting somebody's name, doing an act of kindness, getting to know your community and, and the spiritual action of actually doing something. Yeah, well, the Dogon people... Uh uh, they think they were visited from the star people, and so they celebrate that visit through their uh, mast and the dances. And uh, most of all native tribes out there that has some sort of similarity in history that they were visited, Apache, uh, Mi'kmaq, the, the Algonquins, Passamaquoddy, Penobscots, Maliseys, they all have the, the, in the hieroglyphs of some sort of visitor. So, yes, uh, that, that question. But I guess the good way to think about it, they're making contact, okay? They're going to need you guys to do a certain thing to get along. But they will send some way how to do that. And they have done that. They've, they've sent a way to welcome them into this world. Uh, when we talk about visitors, you know, who would they visit? Your president? Uh, the Pope? Uh, the Dalai Lama? Uh, some sort Tell me who, who, who's on this earth that could be able to receive the visitors and have them understand. So, in our history, and what the Carpenter Scroll says is that they're coming back soon, well, within our lifetime. And we're going to have to be able to welcome them. Not in questions and not in, in uh, the Vulcan, whatever that is. It is understanding them in a circle. Because we've been always been doing the the, the talking circle. Now they've uh, um, we we have a a spiritual technological um, way to uh, talk with each other. And we usually call it tease. If you don't know what that is, look it up. It's on our it's on my um, post. Um, it's how to us to communicate without feathers, without drums, without anything. Is being able to sit there and being able to listen. 
that's harder to that's hard to do. You've been in some of these circles, and it's very hard to do. Um, so it, they give us how to do that correctly. It's a technology, um, and being able to really understand what we're looking at. You know, um, I know that I see it online, stuff like that, and what they think they are and what they're not. You know, if they if they're coming, we're going to need to be able to welcome them. And not as a single person, but as a community. The whole community is kind of what I said, seven million is going to be looking in one direction. Isn't that weird, isn't it? You would think that would be one person welcoming, or one group. It'd be a community of the world welcoming a, another world here. I think that, I guess I, I get upset most of the times I, I, I go out there and, you know, people expect me to uh, talk about the, what's going on, all the rhetoric, but I've been saying the same thing the last you know, 42 years. You know, we're looking and preparing to uh, welcome visitors, you know. Might be from Europe, you never know. Or might be from Vega or, or another star system we've never heard of, you know. Because right, the ones right now, that, um, the reason why I, I know some of these is not true, because I just, I research when they say somebody's from Alpha Centauri, do you know how big that is? You know, um, uh, from one end to the other one is 300,000 light years apart. And how many worlds could be in that? Trillions and trillions of life. You know, you just say, oh, I'm from Alpha Centauri. Okay, what part? It's like, what part of New York are you from? You know, it's the same with that. It's like, there'd be something that we don't even know because most of our history is based on our literature and our philosophy and our way we look, uh, we look what we think spiritual things are. Reptilians, all the aliens, you know, uh, can pretty well trace everything back to a certain point where they came from. Why do I do that? And maybe, you know, somebody said, well, why do you do that for? Why are you trying to prove us wrong? I'm not trying to prove you wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be on the right path. I mean, if, if there's a race out there, I want to make sure that I know who they are. I know who my fellow people around my neighborhood are. I know who the Mi'kmaq people are. I know who the Earth people are. You know, if there's something else out there, I would really like to know who, who that is, or who they are, and what they're doing here. So, can't do that alone. You know, I've been doing this for a while. Um, this is kind of where we're talking today. It's like, let's find out who they are. You know, come to Sedona. Um, I would like to meet you. I would really like to meet you. Yeah, and maybe we can talk more. Awesome. Uh, well, I just want to draw a quick bridge because some people are okay with this idea and some people are, are not really okay with the idea. And I just like to present the the fact that, you know, it does look like Earth and the human species are ready to go among the stars. We've already gone to the moon in the 60s, and if you just imagine 1900 versus the year 2000, and the amazing change that's happened. So, if you could imagine another 100 years, 200 years, 300 years, we'll definitely have the technology to begin exploring other planets. Um, and then how would we get greeted in, in that scenario? And, and if we had that ability, um, we're going to have to get along here because maybe there could be something that prevents us. And I've heard that out there. I don't know if it's rhetoric or not, but it would make sense that if species were ready to evolve to the point of star travel, then you were looking and it was a, a, a primitive species that somehow had a club in their hand and beat things with it that it didn't understand, but simultaneously was able to travel to the stars. It feels to me like that's where the human race is. 
we're technologically so advanced where we can go to the moon, um, but we don't have peace and we have a system of control and there's all of this kind of stuff happening here. So um, that was one of the points that I just wanted to share on making that idea. And the other thing is that a lot of the people listening to this, you grew up in a Western culture, European culture, your culture is so different. And when you grow up with cultural norms, some of it's Santa Claus, some of it's Christianity, some of it is Muslim, some of it is Catholic, some of it is whatever Chinese culture, Buddhism. Um, depending on what part of the world that you're grown into, you're going to learn your culture and your history and your indoctrination from where you are. And this is for you, um, you know, the star people and the star nations is a part of that culture. It's just what is normal. That's, you know, like we, I had Santa Claus, you might have had whatever that history is. Same with Clifford, his history is so different than what my upbringing would be. And this is a point in time where you're offering a little bit of a different history and say, uh, you always say, take it with a grain of salt. You know, I understand that it's very different. I'm offering what I was taught and you can take what you'd like it's, you know, and, and have that. So um, thank you so much for your time and coming on again. I really appreciate you coming and sharing and just open to you if you have any last comments that you'd like to share. Well, I'd like to um, uh, have them meet my friend. That is, come here. Come on, up, come on, come on, come on, up, up, up. This, this is my dog. Yeah. <laughs> He's camera shy, so. Yeah, he's not mean, he's talking to me, so this is my buddy. This, this, he's, he's the one that helps me get along. He's coming to Sedona, so he's going to be flying on an air, airplane. Yes, so this is my buddy. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Good boy. See you, man. Yeah. Well, thank you, David. Okay. Okay. See everybody. Good boy. Good boy. Yes. All right, guys, I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Native American elder David Lonebear Senapas. As I said, he is extraordinary. I have been spending all summer with him just getting my mind properly blown. You think about Native American and you do not imagine being taught advanced chemistry, physics, mathematics, engineering. Um, and I've seen some of this put to work. He has the, I think, world record for putting a balloon into space over 300,000 feet that's reading a signal and he's decoding that from information from the ancient Copper Scrolls of which he was taught to read by over 600 elders for the first 26 years of his life. And he was told to bring these teachings to the non-natives for the first time ever. And this started five years ago. And he only recently started doing podcasts um, recently because I said, hey, man, we, if you want to get this word out, this is the way we do it. So if you like the episode, the most important thing you can do is an act of kindness today. Please um, do that. Uh, three acts of kindness and not telling anyone is a mathematical formula. The best way to upgrade your consciousness upgrade your dna through action saying hey i get i understand you could say hey everybody in the world is overweight and somebody starts jogging but like hey you know what if you jog every day um you're gonna get in shape and so some people jog and some people don't so we're looking at spirituality and consciousness and saying hey i think the message is to be a good dude and actually do it and some people are doing it and some people are thinking about it so be a doer and if you do that for a week three acts of kindness don't tell anybody every day for a week go out of your way to do it something you'll get a universal wink i promise you that something will happen you will have a shift um, because you're understanding the lesson so it's a big difference between thinking you know something and taking an action and actually doing it and taking the steps um david is a truly ex extraordinary
ordinary person. Um, we do need a little bit of help to get this balloon into space in September. Um, we are creating the biodome in North Carolina. There's a lot of technologies um, from the ancient copper scrolls, and he has basically no help. You know, like he's he's um, dumpster diving, and you know he can't can't even get the basic tools. Um, so anybody out there who knows an angel investor wants to help as an administrative assistant, a web person, um, video person. You know, we have some amazing things we can bring to the world, and we need a little bit of help to do that. So if you know anybody or you are that person and you want to contribute, uh, I can't think of a better person that needs support than David and this knowledge and this philosophy and these ancient teachings. So um, please do that. Share the episode. Um, Please support on Patreon if you can. Even tossing a buck in the bucket is really helpful. And uh, sign up for the email list at mattbelair.com or go forward slash lucid dreaming if you want that ebook and audio. Check out Zen Athlete. You're amazing. Um, I think that is it. Oh, yeah, leave a review. That's about it. And, um, you know, just all of my appreciation for listening to this podcast for being a part of the journey. Um, All of my love and support. I hope that wherever you are in the world that you're supported, that you know that spirit is with you, that you are not alone, um, that you have a strong support system. And if not, just remember that you're not alone, that you're taken care of, um, that you can do anything, that you were a divine, multidimensional creator being. And life is a challenge, but you have all of the tools all of the things within you to heal yourself, to create your reality. Um, It just takes a bit of time. So that's all. Um, So before we close this, let's just come to a state of peace and coherence. So wherever you are in the world, just take in a deep breath in through your nose, setting the intention to come to peace and coherence now. And just let that breath out slowly with all the cares, all the worries of the day, all the self-criticisms, all the tasks. And just taking another deep breath in through your nose, just connecting to this universal life force, holding that breath, just connecting to yourself, just allowing the mind to still, connecting with your body, and just let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. Take in one more deep breath in through your nose, hold that breath, and just make the commitment to be kind to yourself first and always just this firm commitment within your mind to be kind to yourself and to be kind to others and i'm sending you all of my love my appreciation my encouragement for you to remember that you are divine multi-dimensional amazing worthy epic you create your reality and you are enough just as you are Uh, be kind to yourself so thank you so much for listening i love and appreciate you have an amazing day and i will see you in the next episode